Awkward Podcast. We are two awkward girls. I'm Amaka. And I'm Hallie. Nailed it. We did it. Nailed it. (laughs) It's only, what, 12 episodes in and I finally figured out how to say my name like it's not a question. (laughs) What the fuck is up with that? 26-year-old woman. Like, Amaka? Hallie? (laughs) That's my government name. But yeah. in the streets, no. Um, how about I start off by talking about a little awkward thing that happened to me? Yeah, you go first. Awesome. I often have many bruises on my oh, <laughs> all God. over my body. Oh God! Because <laughs> I fall down and I run into stuff. I have really bad eyesight, and I think it also has affected my peripheral vision because I cannot see. Like most people, they say like they can see, you know, like six feet out mm-hmm. side of them, and you know, to a certain extent back. I'm like, I can't see any of that. I am just relying on like, you know, spidey sense at that point. Oh, God. <laughs> like, Cause I'm just, I'm banking on intuition because I cannot see anything. So anyways, I was going down the stairs on a Tuesday morning and it had rained pretty hard the night before. And I saw the rain. Somebody had left the window open on the stair landing the hallway. And I saw the rain puddle on the floor and I thought to myself, oh no. I better be careful. Oh, God. And as soon as I said that, I really went down and I fell in the most awkward way. My Because I was walking down the stairs. So, like, my one leg sort of bent behind me and I fell on it and sort of just slid down the stairs. And everything fell out of my bag. And these people came running out of their apartment and they were like, don't move. Do you need an ambulance? And I literally started laughing. I was like, no, I'm fine. Oh, God. Not, <laughs> yeah. not that you're some 80-year-old woman who needed, like, life yeah. or something. <laughs> exactly. I was like, no, I, I, you know, I grew up playing sports. So I know what it feels like to roll my ankle. So no biggie. But, God, I wish that I was more coordinated. I'm so my body is so awkward just like doing the most normal things sometimes. I don't know why. I don't know. Well, yeah. I guess I do know why. It's my eyesight. Yeah. You got to get that fixed probably. <laughs> <laughs> they, have, they, well, have do- they have doctors for eyes. No, they're right. Well, listen, <laughs> I wear contacts and they're super strong, but they're not as strong as my glasses. So, you know, yeah. there's a reason for that. I'm not going to bore anybody with the, with the, you know, explanation behind my eyeglass prescriptions. But what I will say is, you know, there is LASIK and I could do that, but I have two issues. Well, maybe three. It's really expensive. Who the hell wants a laser in their eye? Because that just sounds so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I would need like three or four Valium at that point. Like, I would need to be drugged the fuck up. Yeah. Um, And then my third issue is that I have astigmatism, so I don't think I'm a good... 
I'm, you know, what they call not a good candidate okay. for that yeah. kind of surgery, but I should uh, go I have one too then. I can't do it then. Oh, no. Well, my, I, my, my left eye. I've had conflicting information about that. Some people say you can. Some people say you can't. So moral of the story is you should probably go get a consultation anyways. I think they do them for free at, like, colleges and stuff. If you really wanted to. I have a thing about waking up in the, in the morning and being able to see, like, immediately. And that freaks me I've out. Nev- what's that like? I've never experienced that in my life. I'm not like, kidding. My day by putting on glasses and being like, okay, my day starts officially now. Like, Yeah, that- 100%. That's a very real thing for people who can't see without glasses or contacts. Yeah, it I freaks agree. Me out. It freaks me out to just be like, oh, it's here's the clock. No, I don't. I don't want to see the clock in the yeah. time. I want to fumble through the darkness, yeah, and then put it on and be like, okay, okay, it's still midnight, and I haven't been able to go to sleep. It's so real, but I've been thinking a lot about like you know the apocalypse, and <laughs> I did. I all right. I was half kidding, but also half serious. I'm not really scared of the apocalypse, but I did pack like a backpack of just like emergency essentials and whatever. And I have a dog. So like I was putting in some stuff for him. And then I was thinking to myself, like, damn, I got to get, I wear daily contacts. So I was like, I got to get like at least a five pack of, you know, like a full, full work week's worth of contacts because God forbid something happens in the apocalypse. I'm, Fucked. Yeah, you have to be able to see. No, like you really do. And and I if I had no contacts, no glasses, I mean I would just die. That's it. I couldn't see. Yeah. I mean the people you see those movies that people like can't see like they're blind but they figured out ways to survive. I yeah, mean, I like to think that I'd be that person, but the reality is like it's it's not probably gonna be that good for me oh man i try to be positive i try to be positive but that i guess not i would probably be the same way i need to see uh my, my biggest fear is like driving and my glasses breaking while i'm driving and being like oh that's I, horrifying i don't know what to do i i always think can i make it home and then i'm just like no i'll call somebody <laughs> yeah don't don't try to drive without your glasses definitely i, don't, I, don't not. Think I, can. I think it's probably like a late isn't it like I think I have in my it's life. It's 100% like, illegal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, anyway, that's funny. Okay, I'll talk about my awkward moment. So at Please this point, know. everyone and their mother knows that I'm moving cross country. If you don't know, then... Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the this podcast. must be your first episode. <laughs> yes. Um, so obviously I have, to, I have like, you know, doctors and people I have to like break up with essentially because I'm going to be moving and they can't practice or I literally can't commute that far. So I told my hairdresser um, last week that uh, we had had one more appointment together. So she's all queued up. Like we're good to go. The goodbye is going to be nice and and fine. Saw my psychiatrist. Me and her are good. Said goodbye. Got my medication. No problem. Great. And then my therapist I know I need I have a lot of help. I need a lot of help to get through the day. Um we all. <laughs> so we're talking on over the phone and I was like, okay in my head I'm like, okay, we're gonna wind down and probably gonna like do one more appointment and then call it and just let me find somebody in California. Right. 
he's like, oh, well, um, you know, so let's just figure out how to like com- continue this since you're moving. Like, let's do more appointments. I'm like, in my head, I don't, I don't want to. I just want to be done with therapy for a bit. I've been doing therapy for five years. Oh, I thought, God, I thought that's that when a long I, time. I, I, I've always tried to have an, I, I, I thought about like stopping therapy, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I don't know how to just like say, I don't, I don't want to do it anymore. So I was hoping to move. Oh, I'm not moving to stop therapy, obviously, <laughs> but that would be, that'd be, that'd be a big commitment. Um, but I thought that if I move, I'll be able to be like, well, I can't continue. Sorry. Goodbye. But now I have to continue and I have to probably find a way to break up. Still. Um, well, I broke up with a therapist once and I did, I did fib. <laughs> I did not tell her the truth. I told her that I, although actually it was half true. It was a half truth. I told her I couldn't afford it. So it was but, hella expensive. Um, nah, but, I'm, using, I'm using insurance with, with the therapist. Yeah, so. right. I'm using huh. that now too. It's a life hack for anyone out there who doesn't know. But um, yeah, so you could always you could always say like you could always make something up. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I have to figure it out. I have to be like. You could always say that you're like you're really overwhelmed, but then she's gonna be like, if you're overwhelmed, then you mm-hmm. need therapy. <laughs> I know. It's, it's a tough one. I have to probably say that I'm I think I'm doing I think I'm doing fine, and I like to see how I do without therapy. That seems so honest. Ugh. I it does seem it does seem extraordinarily and maybe even uncomfortably honest. Yeah. But I also am a big believer, even though I just admitted to fibbing to my therapist. She was a nice person. I didn't want to hurt her feelings and I didn't know her that well. Yeah. But no, the- I am a big believer that honesty is the best policy and it's always best to be honest if you can. I should probably be a little bit less honest personally, but maybe you should take a note from my book and have this honest moment with your therapist. Yeah. It could lead to something good also. And then maybe you can still see her virtually because do you really want to find another therapist who's based in California? I mean, this woman knows your ins, your outs, your triggers. Like, yeah. I, have you been with the same person for five years? Like, that's a... That's a pretty, that's a great relationship to have with your therapist. Yeah. I think I probably would do is, I think you mentioned. I mean, you like them, right? Yeah, she's fine, but I'm just like, (laughs) I'm, I guess, because I'm just so dumb with, I think I'm done with it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, I don't want to do it But there's nothing wrong with taking a break. Like, I think that's normal. You know, I just spoke to my doctor and I was like, I think I'm good to like kind of reduce my antidepressant. And she was like, great, let's try this method. And, you know, you'll just mm-hmm. gradually decrease and then we'll see how you feel. I yeah. was like, all right, dope. Yeah. I probably and you like, that's the reality of the situation is like, they are, they're on your side. So yeah, hopefully, usually. What I probably would do is I probably would like get through at least a couple of sessions just with the transition. Cause I want to make sure you know, it's not just like, Hey, bye, I'm moving and like, going to the eat there but maybe <laughs> after i get settled with an, app- an appointment or two just bring it up again and see what she says because i think like i said i think i'm ready to like give myself a break and you know i'm going somewhere that's really expensive and any kind of money that i can save like kind of bring it to your point like it will will be helpful yeah 
I totally agree with that. And like, I think just because, well, first of all, everyone needs therapy, whether or not they admit it or Mm -hmm. go. Um, But I mean, it's just impossible not to, I feel like, but you know, there's nothing wrong with, I think, taking breaks from therapy and like assessing, you know, being in tune. I think it's a really good thing that, you know, you, you seem in tune with your body and that you're thinking to yourself, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm feeling kind of good. Like maybe I should try this other thing. Like only you're the one at the end of the day who gets to make that call. So at the end of the day, you should just try to reframe it for yourself and be like, proud that you're you know you're moving forward mm-hmm. yeah i mean yeah i'll find a way to phrase it so that it's not just like i don't want this anymore <laughs> i know like do you think that they take it super hard like therapists when you break up with them and also like that's the thing too is you can explain like hey i'm feeling good right now i want to stop for a little while but you have her information you yeah. can easily just reach out exactly if you ever need it you know there might be times in your life where you don't necessarily need bi-weekly or weekly therapy appointments but you know every once in a while some shit might go down and you might want to call your therapist because at the end of the day they know everything yeah they know everything you've told them at least they know about your friends your family and all their all their traumas and yeah, all your they, traumas. They know about you and how much I hate you. Uh, yeah, perfect. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I, I tend to. I t- wait. You know what's so funny is I said like when Inventing Anna came out, and maybe uh-huh. I said this on the podcast back then. So forgive me if I'm repeating myself. But a lot of people said that what they didn't like about Inventing Anna was the journalist. They said she was really annoying. And as I was watching the show, I was like, I don't find her annoying. In fact, she kind of reminds me of myself. But then I thought to myself, and a lot of people find me annoying. Oh, no. (laughs) That's not good. Fuck them. It's their loss. That's funny. So, yeah, that's my dilemma that I, that's the awkward, it it, it wasn't awkward in the moment because, but it it was awkward in my mind because I know what I have to do. But it's good. I'm anticipating that it being more awkward when I actually do it. But one-sided awkwardness can be even more awkward than two-sided awkwardness. Yeah. Because it can be even more awkward and uncomfortable when someone else doesn't realize that the situation is awkward and uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's so funny. Um, yes, do you talk about our topic for today? Yes. Our topic today is art that had an impact on us. Now, we kind of figured this could be like anything from movies, television, um, books, a painting, but we're not that intellectual. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and and definitely no poetry. Although I did enjoy some, some Edgar Allan Poe. I used to do some haikus. Yeah. Into some Shell Silverstein where the sidewalk ends. I don't know. Walking up. I I don't do poetry. All right. Everybody knows Shell Silverstein, okay? If you had a childhood at all. I didn't have a childhood, I guess, because I don't know who she is or he, Shell. Shell is, Shell was a man, I believe. Okay. But maybe some sort of like, you know, 
before their time sort of amorphous genderless being got you yeah no i i i uh, before we get to the actual art i remember i took ap english in senior year which was so stupid because i suck at english and i wanted who wants to do more work senior year i know i got a three in the ap exam which is like not really good, good? oh I thought that was really good. No, Hilarious. It's, it's one, two, three, four, and five. So I got a three, and I was like, that was wasted the whole could've year. could have gotten a two. I know. I could have gotten a two, but it didn't count for college then. If I had gotten a four, I would have. it would have counted for college credits. That's so, BS. So close. You should, three should count. Three should count. That's yeah. too hard. Anyway, but Who's I think- Who's putting that much time into- I mean, come on. Yeah, but I did get a five in calculus because I thought it out there. Oh, you fucking nerd. You <laughs> fucking nerd. Maybe one of my siblings and I got a five in calculus. <laughs> Ew! I don't understand calculus. Calculus is, it's got, once, all right, listen, here's my thing with math. Okay, I'm good with math. But once you start throwing in the alphabet, fuck you. Yeah, I, I can't I can't do calculus to this day right now, but yeah, I was like really good at calculus back in the day. Can you do a Rubik's cube in like thirty seconds? No, that's, that's not, what that's I think of. No, yeah, yeah, it's an algorithm. And I don't do algorithms. I'm not some nerd. Algorithms I, I, is math, though. I don't. I I don't. I'm not good at math. I'm good at math, but not like that kind of math. I just. I was math. more asking, like, is algorithms math? That's math, right? It's a science math. Yes, I don't know. We're getting off topic now. <laughs> anyway, my bad. Anyway, I'm smart. Let uh, us know if anyone knows. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first about like my favorite? Um, why don't you go first? Yeah, I did think of another one as well. So. Oh Aww. please, yeah, share that. I can't wait because I've only heard one. So. Yes. So the first one we're gonna do is everyone. Everyone knows my favorite, my favorite show is Modern Family. We love it. So it's like. My favorite show. I love the characters. Favorite character is obviously Phil Dunphy. I mean, yeah, classic. He's so good. I I, I want to meet Ty Burrell so bad and just be like, thank you for like being the best TV dad ever. Even though he's so awesome. Is it me or is he kind of hot? Uh, I don't know about all that. <laughs> Maybe on the show, like. Maybe on the show. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I'm not basing it off of him in real life. I have no idea who. Who or what he's like he, in real yeah. life? Uh, yeah, but I'm saying he's a good-looking TV dad. Like he's a. Mm. Oh gosh, <laughs> I can't. I, <laughs> I'm gonna let you have that, and I'm gonna continue on. Thank you. <laughs> so when I, I first discovered Modern Family, my second uh, during the summer of call, like my first year of college. So I think it had gone through one season already, or a season and a half, and. Um, we had How many seasons left. total did it have? Is it still on? No, it's ended. It's eleven seasons. That's a lot. Yeah. So remember, and you've been a you've been a fan since season one, which I remember as well. I remember when season one came out. It was yeah. a huge hit. Yeah, I, but I didn't watch it when it first came out because I was like in college and I was. Yeah. Right. So Cable. we had we had we had access to like bootleg episodes in college. Yeah, there was like this Rutgers like intranet kind of thing that you can like download shows. Um, so I, I usually download the Modern Family and Glee, but anyway, I, I digress. But we, I watch. I was like, I have time. Let me Interesting re- combo. We'll 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 breeze past it. Oh, so good. Um, so what I would do is I downloaded. I downloaded. It's how I also learned about How I Met Your Mother. I just like downloaded those shows. I was like, people could talk about these shows. Let me just download it. 
Yeah. So I, I downloaded Modern Family, watched the first season. I was like, what is this show? This is amazing. I love it. Um, I, I remember like, you know, Philadelphia being like, WTF, like, why the face? And I just started laughing. <laughs> I love the whole Phil's, philosophy thing, the whole yeah. book. Oh, yeah. And I love when he brings a llama home. He's like, I got the last one. Like, yeah. What? It, it's like, I have a cup that says, you know, when life brings you lemonade, uh, make lemons, and life will be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite. Yeah, I have a cup. So the reason why I, I definitely love- remember that one. Yeah. Too. The reason why I love Modern Family is that, obviously, I mentioned before that I have mental health issues because <laughs> who doesn't? Uh, <laughs> and that's on that. Yeah. And most people know that I don't like working as a nurse practitioner. I just, I did it because my parents wanted me to do it. Um, Yay, to pleasing her parents. <laughs> yeah. So what I used to do is every Wednesday when they would go on, I would stop what I was doing, like. No matter if I had a test the next day, no matter if I had to do homework, no matter if I had like an argument with somebody, I would watch it for half an hour and then that would be, be like my little respite for the week to kind of get that. That would kind of like got me through each week of school, got me through undergrad, got me through grad school, and it got me through like moving around, you know, a bit in Arizona, being alone in Arizona. Uh, living there. So I think it's not even that the show was funny. It's the fact that it kind of got me through really rough times in my life. So that's why yeah. I always say like, is it the funniest show? Probably not. It, you know, that I've seen probably not. Um, but I it's think funny it's funny though. I mean, it was a good sitcom. No, it's funny. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say it, but the, you know, is it the funniest? Is it the biggest laugh I've ever had when watching a TV show? I would say no, but it's in terms of like the impact that it had on my life. It had a big impact. So that's why I am saying Modern Family. All right. Well, I think that's fair. I And I support it because I love Modern Family. Not that anyone gives a fuck what I support. But <laughs> what's the other one? Because you said oh, you had another one. You oh, yeah. um, it's, oh, my God. I totally forgot. What's the, the movie with Robin Williams? He's a teacher. Dead Poet Society. Yes. Dead Poet Society. Um, I just, I, I just identified with one of the characters, Neil, um, which, which is, uh, he wasn't the main kid, was he? No, he was the one that had, like performing. Hmm. So obviously having a, his parents it's been weren't a minute support- since I've seen it. Yeah. His parents weren't really supportive, um, of it. And I think don't, I haven't seen this movie in a while. Wait, so it's the one who, the guy who got the end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Identified with him. <laughs> oh my lord, Amaka! Yeah, Come no. on. I remember, I remember watching and being like, "Oh my god, this is like my parents. Like they don't—they're not supportive at all. They—they they want me to just stick with school and everything." And I, weirdly, when I was like, I think I watched it when I was like middle school, high school, I was like, "I know, I understand why he did that." And then that was weird for me. I was like, "That's oh no, I have a problem." If I understood why he ended up ending his life, spoiler alert. Um, so that that Tragic. Also, yeah. I, so I want to say I just remember watching that and being like, "Damn, I understand. I understand why he did that." Versus like, "Why do you do that? That's crazy!" Like, yeah, you, yeah. I was just like, "Okay, this is something I need." To, so that that kind of made me realize that I had to kind of push forward and really pursue this dream just because I don't want to like. Yeah, it was like a it. turning point. Um, it was a yeah. turning point for you. Yeah. 
So that's so interesting how like art can like we can identify it with like a certain point in our life. Yeah. I don't remember exactly when I watched it, but I remember watching, like I said, I remember watching it being like, this Neil, I, I forgot his, I forgot the actor's name, but he was also, I think, on House. Yeah. That show House. Yes. I remember House. Yeah. Uh, whatever. I'm going to look it up right now, but that's his, that's the character's name. I feel like everybody has a medical show. This is just a side note. Everyone has like a medical show that they like identify with, like in the sense of like, this is what you're obsessed with. A lot of people, it's Grey's Anatomy. Some people, it's House. Was it for? Was it House for you? No, I just know that the guy worked. He was on House. Did you ever like a medical show like that? Oh, Grey's Anatomy was the show that I. I Grey's Anatomy, amazing. I was a Scrubs person. I loved Scrubs. That's a good show, but yeah, and it's a great show. Good cast. Yeah, Robert Sean Leonard played Neil Perry. Oh, Neil. Yeah. So, anyway, so that's those are the two two. The, mine are both like visual because I don't like to read or do anything intellectual. So, Modern Family and Deadpool Society. And mine's a book, and Ugh. Amaka has been giving me hell about it. Ugh, books. So <laughs> I will say that similar, uh, similarly to you, I when I was like. 19 i read a book that is traditionally taught in you know like american schools um as a part of curriculum but i never had to read it as a part of school so when a friend recommended the book to me i kind of was like yeah why not Mm -hmm. i never read it so it the book was um catcher in the rye and it's a easy read it's such a short book um, and it just had a really profound impact on me. I was going through a really hard time. I was coping with, um, the death of somebody very close to me in my life. And I don't know, there was something about the attitude of the main character who, mm-hmm. you know, he was telling the story in, um, first person. There was something about the writing, um, that of J.D. Salinger's as well as something that was um, very, like, visceral that you could feel in the character of Holden Caulfield, who is the main character. You could just feel, like, what he was struggling, and you could understand him, and I don't know. I just... It ended in such a way, too, that was just really sweet. And, like, you know, he was... He kind of like, I don't want to give it away. I'm not going to read it. (laughs) I don't want to give it away to anybody, you know, who's listening, who might want to read it, who hasn't read it yet. Um, You know, like, I'm trying to, like, you know, be be courteous to that. But basically, like, the ending, he's in the hospital. And, you know, he's recovering from something. And, like, he kind of has this whole speech that connects the theme of the entire book to the title Mm. to like his journey as a character and I would say it just like made me really appreciate writing as a craft and how Mm -hmm. like a character who's made up and comes completely from you know the mind of the creator could 
bring somebody who's a complete stranger so much comfort and like for me to even just feel like I resonated with this character was so powerful for me because I didn't feel like I like anybody in my waking life I could resonate with um about you know while I was going through this coping phase I guess this healing um so I found it very healing for me another thing that I found super healing in the past um is music okay that's a good one yeah i like that one because you don't have to like think (laughs) yeah exactly like sometimes i use it to avoid my problems and like avoid a single thought from coming into my head (laughs) um and then sometimes you know i don't know sometimes it it just hits you know the right playlist the right album like Right now, Beyonce's album is helping me get through every damn day. I haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> it's very dancey, so it's, it's, okay, yeah. It's like to... it's good, you know. It's high energy. So I'm feeling blog recently, so maybe I'm not ready for it. Well, you can maybe it maybe it might help you get through your packing. Got you. Yeah, I've been listening. <laughs> I've been listening to. The hard stop for a soundtrack. <laughs> I fucking can't with you. Why am I not surprised? I listen while I pack. It's the staff has good songs. I like it. No, that's that's real. Like I I was thinking about the same thing this morning. I was listening to a like a Jasmine Sullivan song that I had heard from Insecure, and I was like, I just love that TV has such good music. Yeah. You know? Like, you know, certain HBO shows and like I just love it. Cuz it's so key in my opinion to like telling a great story, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Some sometimes I went to speaking of like medical shows like Grey's Anatomy's in the beginning of the years, they had like really good songs that just like pull at your heartstrings. It was like, yeah. come on, Grey's, you don't need to do yeah. all that. I I already ah! I'm really sad that the person on the on the on the surgery is, is in surgery and about to like not make it. So right, but, as yeah. soon as Grey's Anatomy comes on, I feel like people just start crying. It's like <laughs> the be- the beginning credits. It's just one of those kinds of shows. Exactly, that's so funny. I never really watched it. The same thing with like This Is Us. I never watched it. I'm not like a person who wants to like put on TV and cry. Like if I want to cry, I'll watch a movie or just like think for five minutes about anything. In my yeah. life, I fell off for This Is Us. I watched the first like four seasons, and then I was just like, I couldn't keep up. I think I'm about to fall out Grey's Anatomy. I've seen every episode besides five episodes, but I think I'm gonna. That's crazy. Yeah, I think I'm gonna and fall impressive. Off. Yeah, I'm gonna fall off because I think I'm just exhausted from Grey's Anatomy at this point, which saying something because I need I also need to make room for other shows, which very fair. Yeah, but I have something I want. Did to you say. watch Rap Shit? Rap Shit was really good. No, I don't. I have things, I have, I'm very particular with what I watch. <laughs> so, no, I have not seen rap-ish. I don't want to say the word S-I-H. I can't spell. <laughs> okay. You know, I cannot with you. I haven't seen it. Is it good? It's really good. It's really good? Yeah, I haven't seen, I don't watch a lot of HBO shows. Um, yeah, like I haven't 
I think I saw the first season of Insecure. And I then love I, Insecure. And then I fell off. Identifying I, a little too hard with Issa right now, but <laughs> other than that, love Insecure. That's funny. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Issa D, to be clear. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, that's... I want to just say something while I'm thinking about Issa Rae, because it's on my mind. Just shout out to Issa, because she always looks amazing. <laughs> that's so random. Her looks, her looks are so good. I was just thinking about the Emmys, because the Emmys just happened, uh, you know. By the time this comes out, they won't have just happened. It'll yeah. be, you know, a couple weeks later, but damn, those red carpet looks, I mean... They had me going. I love yeah. the fashion. Some of them were a little rough, which I'll say off off screen. Oh yeah, there and, were some. There were some rough ones for sure. Yeah. There always are. Yeah, but overall, um, they they did a good job. There's a lot of legs. There's a lot of high slits. Lot of leg. Yeah. yeah. Quinta also looked really good. Yeah, I liked her dress. A lot of legs. Yeah. I was like. She's so small. I'm it in my pocket. <laughs> I don't know how anyone can like resist the urge to stand next to the Emmy statue though and not like make the pose of the Emmy because like that's what I would do. Yeah, but that's why you're not invited to the Emmys. And, and they are. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Dude. One day I will be at the Emmys, okay? okay? That's the goal. One day I have I have a dream that that will happen. We'll 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 both be there. I was like, I know you. Be the Spider-Man meme. Ah! <laughs> like, oh, you're here. Spidey. Very big Spider-Man vibes. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right, people. Well, I reckon that's uh, that's all we've got for you. Yeah. I guess we should probably go and like be productive in our lives now. Yeah, do something. I should probably go eat a meal. <laughs> yeah. Gonna watch more TV. That's what I usually do. All right. Well, you didn't have to put yourself on blast. Nobody would have known. <laughs> okay, guys. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.